What's going on, everybody? It, <laughs> you have found it is Thursday, February 1st, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, aka Father Zoe, aka Southside Zoe, soon to be Buff Zoe. And with me, as always, the homie Aldo Soto. I mean, yeah, you, you would have thought it was January 1st because, like, we still have half the free agents who still haven't signed. Time is a flat circle. Spring training, uh, less than two weeks, folks. Yeah. And the good Reverend K. Fitz. I believe this year's Valentine's Day will be extra special for Cubs fans. Uh, the day specifically. Are you guessing? I am throwing out a special guess Ooh. that the Cubs are going to sign Cody Bellinger on Valentine's Day. Is, and it's going to be. There's going to be some social media shit. The Cubs are going to have p- pulled up and ready, like some digital stuff about love and Valentine's Day and all that. It's going to all. Gonna, it's all one big plan, and it's all going to happen on Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, our year of our Lord, two thousand and twenty-four. Is that an educated guess? Uh, I mean, uh, would you like to see my degrees and diplomas and my resume? Um, no, I know you have little birdies. And is this a little birdie guess or is this just a Vince feeling? No, I'm, I'm actually ignoring the specific birdie that keeps telling me that the Bay Area is uh, <clears throat> pushing. So just, I'm going to ignore it. No, it's, it's like, it's like uh, you know, if, if, uh, if I close my eyes, the monster goes away. So... Well, I hope the Cubs save those uh, those graphics for the uh, ladies love dick uh, memes uh, for their newest pitcher, uh, Richard Lovelady. Lovelady. Richard Dick Lovelady is Dick Lovelady. I mean, folks, come on. All time baseball name. I'm not saying that I want him on the opening day roster, but at the same time, (laughs) can we imagine Dick Lovelady getting uh, big outs? Joins a long list. A long list of great Cubs names, along with Pete LeCock, Cubs Pete player. Was great. Pete they literally was named player, a hot dude. dog after him in the bleachers, by the way, which is arguably player, one of the dude. best marketing they've ever done, is a hot Google dog Pete, after Pete LeCock. Google Pete LeCock, and one of the first pictures is like him and like two chicks. Yeah. Two chicks. Same same time. Time. Well, two chicks that would double uh, up to a like me. If you can't guess from this intro, there ain't shit going on. This offseason from hell continues. Uh, no one is signing. Um, apparently, the 2024 Nike Vapor jerseys are out, and the Cubs put two people in their ad, Dansby Swanson and Cody Bellinger. So, Bellinger to the Cubs confirmed. Bids is eating edibles. Let's see where this goes. Let's tap this guy. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, Get our change. Get our change.
As always, this show is brought to you by SportsMockery, SportsMockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications, and be the first to know if anything ever fucking happens. And the latest on any Bears news. And you can read some of the newest blog posts by one of our newest writers. Well, this is technically going out on Thursday. So, Shy Sox fan Mike, as you all know and love, will be posting on SportsMockery. He's the newest addition to the roster. Um, you've seen his tweets. You've probably dunked on him once or twice, but, uh, the kid wants to write, let him write. The kid knows the white Sox upside down and backwards. So we're excited to see what Mike can do over at sportsmockery.com. Also brought to you by uncle buds, 9,700 South Cicero in Oak lawn for all you old heads. It's where TCs used to be. You probably had a smoke or a beer in there once or twice along the way. Lord knows I didn't. That was my Summer going into seventh grade. It was a great summer. Uh, TC's or Uncle Bud's on 9700 South oh, Cicero. No. But ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we have something <laughs> very important to start the show off with tonight. If you remember, we've worked with them before, but we have a hot new ticket giveaway. Hot. H A W T ha. So we're gonna we're gonna start the show out with a competition. It's a giveaway. Um, our friends at Tick Blitz, T I X B L I T Z, Tick Blitz, all one word, gave us two tickets, lower box, section one ten, row eleven, right field line, opening day, right by the uncles at one oh eight. You could smell them. You'll be so close. We're giving away two tickets to the White Sox home opener. Now, all you have to do to be eligible to win these tickets is subscribe to our YouTube channel, do it. follow us on Twitter, Double do and it. retweet the tweet we're going to put out about the competition. Trips tweet, double do it. That sound good? That sounds great. Although, am I missing anything? That is all. And uh, all right. feel free to create multiple accounts to improve. Yes, burners. Burner, burners, we love them. Love the burners. Burners are us. Get it in there. So the farms uh, over again, again, we are giving away two tickets, lower box, section 110, row 11, for the White Sox home opener, March 28th. All you have to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, and retweet the tweet about the competition. Now, that that is not all, folks. Now, because Uncle Zoe loves them kids, oh, oh, we, got, hey. we got more for you. Um, Dude, Trick love them kids, man. Come on. It's Trick Daddy, baby. So is our uh, now, you took a turn right to negative town with it, and it's disgusting. Get your mind <laughs> out of the fucking gutter. Hey, look, but, haters want to hate. Lovers want to love. I don't even want to. Zoe love them kids. We got something else for all of you. There's concerts coming up this summer. There's baseball playing this summer. There's all kinds of good shit you want to go to. You need tickets. So from now on, if you go to Tick Blitz, again, T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z, TickBlitz.com, you'll be able to save 5% on any ticket purchase you make there as long as you use the promo code PINWHEELS. All one word. 5%, ladies and gentlemen. Any tickets you want. I'm probably going to go to the Zach Bryan concert on March 5th because that's my birthday. And I want to see homie. So I'm going to buy my tickets on TickBlitz and get 5% off using 
promo code pinwheels. Please mute fids while you do these giveaways. That's probably a good idea. I mean, but um, with, with TickBlitz too, you don't have to get railroaded by, say, Ticketmaster, the big beast of correct. fees. And so there's also a benefit there, especially you concert goers, is the to, to avoid the uh, juggernaut of theft that uh, Ticketmaster likes to pull. Correct, correct, correct. So they got everything, folks. It's not just Chicago stuff, too. If you're traveling, go ahead. I'm looking at the main page right here. I see some T-Swift. What up? NASCAR coming back. Bruce Springsteen. We got some boss on here. Hamilton, Billy Joel, Bruno Mars, Michael Buble, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, what Ooh. doesn't this have? So, yeah, go on TickBlitz, T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z. I'm actually going to share my screen because the homies are hooking it up, man. Are the are the 108 guys going to put up their tickets to some of their live events? That would be nice. They should put it on TickBlitz. Yeah, they should See? put it on TickBlitz right here. Go ahead. Use promo code. Pinwheels, all one word. You get five percent off. Timberlake on there. Yeah, you got some bears. Got some Queen Bruno. Taylor. Buffett. So Wait, did Buffett just die? No. It's, Didn't uh, Jimmy Buffett just die? How was Jimmy Buffett yeah. on there? Hologram, the dude. Oh. Um, Drinking up. <laughs> Margarita. <Yeah. Bill. laughs> Tickblitz.com. Also, <laughs> I'll plug. I. I'll give you a free promo here, Beef. Go and buy tickets to the 108s event in the Ramona, Ramova. I'm so clogged up nasally. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Ramova, uh, for those of you that have even cruised through Bridgeport, lived in Bridgeport, I lived in Bridgeport for a couple of years, Sox games, whatever, you've seen the historical theater. It's been revamped. It's reopened. I think it's fucking awesome that they did that. And one of the really cool things is the 108 is playing a hometown game. They're going to be doing a live show there the eve of the White Sox home opener, so you can win tickets for the next day if you get in our contest. But the night before, buy tickets, go see the homies at uh, Ramova. It's really cool, man. I don't, I know the whole joke, no free ads and all that shit, but one, they're my guys, and two, it's just so cool. March 27th, 7 o'clock. Be there or be square. Unfortunately, I'm going to be square because I think I have to choose either the night before our home opener. But I'll be there in spirit. Y'all be there. It'll be fun. Uh, one free ad. I'm dig it. I'm in a generous mood today. Um, that's it. So be on the lookout for the tweet for the competition to give away two tickets to the White Sox home opener. And again, if you need tickets at all, you got to be going to tickblitz.com. Promo code pinwheels, 5% off. Whew, that was a lot of business to take care of, but I was actually just stalling because we got to fill some time. And there's I was going to say, I, re about. I really wanted to, I know you uh, mentioned it with the, the Nike stuff and the Cubs with the Cody Bellinger and Dansby Swanson. I really, I, I really wanted to buy into the hype and be like, wait, did, did they just like do something excellent? Because like, why would they be promoting Cody Bellinger? He's not, mm -hmm. he's technically on the Cubs right now. What are they doing? But then I looked at, I just checked like another team. I checked the White Sox. They they have like Tim Anderson. I'm like, oh, okay. Sick. It's just, yeah. Hopefully he's taking his classes because he needs to learn how to speak Japanese very <laughs> fucking quickly. Somebody tweeted how someone's like, oh, so-and-so team is still looking for a shortstop. Oh, the Marlins. So cool the Marlins, yeah. Yeah, and someone commented like, is Tim Anderson still alive? And <laughs> Oh, boy. Sometimes. Tough times indeed. So the biggest thing that's happened since the last time we've all 
congregated here is the new top 100 baseball prospects have come out. I made a list of my top 30. That's going to blow all your mind. I'm just kidding. Ian. I'm not stealing your bit. Uh, so, <laughs> and by the way, Ian love the new show. Everybody go check out my, the homie. I'm just giving away free ads all day today. Anyone got anything else you want me to read an ad for? I'm in the mood, but check them out uh, on Sunday nights. So the new top 100 baseball prospects came out. No surprise to anybody. Jackson Holiday, number one. I mean, anybody shocked by that? Did you guys see his house? Oh, his his compound, yeah. Yeah, dude, he like walks out of his bedroom into a batting cage and a pickleball court. He doesn't ever leave, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, you also, mind you, it's not like he's the first major leaguer in the family. Like... <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. It <laughs> was already there, uh, which is again. That's uh, think about that for a second. These guys get to wake up every morning, and they do. I mean, obviously, KB is his is right around the corner. That you get to roll out and go into your garage, which would be your garage, but it's not. It's a giant hitting complex indoors, warm. You got all the creature comforts. Refri- like if you've gone into some of these guys' cages, they've got like refrigerators and TVs, and like they've got video games that are set up for guys that are waiting for their turn to go. You know, if guys are all hitting together. Um, it's it, it, obviously you've got the, 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 uh, the awesome machine now that you can load in like your pitch sequence and the type of pitch, like all those really yeah. cool things. And then it's, it's just, it's just a, like what you would have uh, a game room and they have a cage and it's, it's right. the highest cage you're going to get. And it's incredible. Well, I've and never in this house. Out. And I mean, casually, you know, there's mad holiday just playing pickleball in the background and shit. And then he's like, Oh, and by the way, I just do this. And it's a, like, beautiful golf simulator and the kid gets up there and just hits an iron and i'm just like jesus christ is that a beautiful swing like it's just unbelievable and so no no big surprise he's the number one um the white Sox actually do have a top 10 prospect ladies and gentlemen according to this list colson montgomery fitz's boy has jumped all the way up to number nine on this list his eta is now moved up to 2024 on this list um we'll see how that goes uh, still scrolling. Cubs top prospect <laughs> on the top 100. So we got 16. a super chat just for you. Thank you. I actually appreciate it. Our boy Johnny Southside Bum from the <laughs> Chicago Sports Bums. They're on Monday nights, super late for my washed old. Super ass. perfect for my time period. It's just I my know fault. it's perfect for you. It's prime time, yeah. Prime time recap. I watch him after the little man goes to bed, but uh, he get super chat for whenever Zoe gets a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt. They'll never catch me. Um, uh Oh, famous last word. <laughs> number 16 for the Cubs in the top 100. We got Pete Crow Armstrong. They, his, they already got him as MLB cause they're, they're guessing he's going to break camp with the club. Uh, 26 Cade Horton, 2024 ETA for the Cubs. We're cruising. We're cruising. Number 47, Owen Kessie, outfielder, double-A ETA 2025 for the Cubs. Number 50, Noah Schultz, ETA 2026 for the White Sox. And there's all kinds of stuff going on right now talking about how he could easily, after this season, be the top pitching prospect in all of baseball. The hype train around Noah Schultz is getting crazy. And uh, I'm sure Ian and Future Sox are going to cover it too, but – Something about the angle he's delivering from, from the left-handed slot and his pitch mix, it's like video game shit, dude. It's unbelievable. 
you know, knock on every piece of wood you can find that the kid stays healthy, but he is put your pants back on. So hey, I make no promises. Uh number 51, Michael for the Cubs. He's already in the show. 54, Matt Shaw, ETA 2025. Damn, Cubs did okay here. 65, Kevin. Uh, well, Bush, Bush, is not, Bush is not technically in the show. He has to make the team out of camp, too. He still has options. It's well, expected him, that he is. Like yeah, Pete Armstrong. They got him listen. And they got they him listen because that's the highest level he's played at. That's, yeah, MLB, like that's true. Yeah, he finished the season, right? He was a call-up, just like Pete yeah, Armstrong. I mean, Alcantara is not breaking camp with the club. Nope. They got him. No, I, love him. I love him. Ooh, no. I love him. Uh, still cruising. Cubs, James. Help me out on this. Triantos. Triantos, second baseman, ETA 2025. Possible trade bait ASAP. Like that. And that's it for Chicago in the top 100. So what that told me is the Cubs are ready to trade a couple of those guys for Dylan C's, huh, Zo? I think so. Owen Casey, James Triantos, (laughs) Javier Assad. So apparently – uh oh we'll get to that comment in just a second but so the atlanta's gm was doing like a live hit for i don't even know it was like a, a fan duel or DraftKings, fan kings draft duel whatever the fuck it's called now and all right Belichick. They, they had uh fans were standing right there and they were like writing on their phone like trade for cease trade for cease and they were holding it up at the window, and he points and he goes, I tried, and he made the dollars, like the Johnny Manziel, Money Manziel sign. <laughs> so the, the White Sox are asking for a lot, which they should. They should, and I'm not going to talk about this at length because I'm so sick of Dylan C's trade talk. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but even on a week when there's nothing to talk about, I don't want to talk about it. Um, I don't know who Atlanta would give. I was trying I... to put together a trade package. That I, yeah, or that I think there's a reason he was so uh, <laughs> uh, right. forthcoming with even acknowledging that. I don't think they do have enough to get that done. Yep. Oh, I know. Uh, sorry, I gotta include Beef's play cousin. Uh, Kylie had Brian Ramos <laughs> in the top 100 at 91. Yes, on uh, the ESPN list. Yep. It'll come. Uh, I do have to say one quick thing on the Dylan Cease uh, thing. I think we're we're shifting back now. I know at the beginning of the offseason it was like, oh, 100% sure White Sox are trading Dylan Cease. And then, you know, November passed, December passed. Now January is about to pass. But during like the middle parts of January, that narrative was starting to go to the other side. It's like, uh, Sox, Sox are going to keep him uh, for opening day. Uh, but I think uh, this past week with uh, the Seattle Mariners getting in the mix, that's kind of turning back again. It's like, oh no, they're they're gonna they're they're maybe gonna move them. Who knows though? Again, because no, again, not. nothing has resulted from no. any of these talks. And we've talked about this with Cease, and I'm just gonna leave it here. I don't want Gets to force anything, but I don't want him to fuck it up. Does that make sense? Right. Like, I don't want him to ask for the moon and then it passes and then there's nothing there, but I also don't want him to settle. Um, Ian, who, again, I take his word over prospects over pretty much anyone. And I'm not just saying that, like, he's earned that with me, uh, said Tanner McDougal should be moving up the rankings this year. 
if you don't know, Tanner is Fizz's guy, but also a good friend of the show. Still gave us one of the best sound bites we've had on the show when talking about uh, pay-for-play Little League teams and stuff like that. Something that he said that has still stuck with me as I you know, watch my three-year-old start intro to T-ball, but if you're good enough, the pros will find you. Yep. And he said that, and man, that is stuck in the back of my head. And yeah, I think it's awesome because – Little League's basically dead. And and it's a cartel of uh, club ball owners, too. We've talked yeah. about that. The idea that it's like literally it's, a, it's it's for-profit stuff now at this point. It's not about the kids, and it's about more no. how many kids can you put on your roster and how much money can you pull in because these coaches, all, all of a sudden, when you go to the club ball stuff, remember, Little League, coaches don't get paid. Club ball, coaches can charge and collect whatever the hell they want. And that's the biggest difference why Little League's dying is these club ball coaches have choked out Little League by selling them on this bullshit, like Tanner talks about. Um, of of you got to be seen. If you're with us, you'll be seen. Bullshit. You know what? Put a fucking video on YouTube. They'll come see you. Promise. Mm-hmm. Tanner mean, didn't play a single club ball game with anybody outside of Silverado High School's baseball team and baseball program. And guess what? He was drafted. Chris Cortez didn't play a single game with a single club outside of Silverado baseball. And Chris Cortez was recruited and is now basically the ace for Texas A&M this spring. Why? Because they'll find you. It's not dude. hard to find you five grand a year for your kid to play little league it's just it's just absurd to me and they'll tell you your kid's the best too they're, they're oh, gonna they're, they're, they're used car salesmen they're like oh your kid's elite bro he comes with us he'll be see-. and it's always like the saddest part is a lot and you'll see this and i swear to god i'd say 95 percent of them do this the best most talented kid they can find never pays never pays all the other players the mediocre players so they can land these names and say they have these kids those kids underneath those guys usually pay more and those guys get covered because they overcharge Ooh. the other kids and they don't charge the, the studs. KB was Good. offered constantly free and then the other kids were paying like $4,000, $5,000. The thing that blows my mind, and as again, I have a, a young kid, my son's you know three years old, but I got buddies that got kids that are getting into Little League age and stuff like that. There's fucking feeder teams. That dude, <laughs> could you imagine that dude? Like, they're like, oh yeah, uh, have your kid join this feeder team for five grand, and maybe you'll get a call up to our main club. Man, it's man, some some ten year old or eleven year old kid committed like a year or two to college. Like, is he like, good? good? Good job, bro. Like, no, <laughs> there's no signing. But, but these club balls, these they, they club ball Twitter was like, they're they were like. So and so from our our club ball team committed to play for University of Texas today. No, you're you're 11, bro. But they do that. It's it's all that optics. And when they see, I know, and I know who you're talking about too. It's like so, some of your friends are like at that age. They yep. are number. And if your kid is getting to that 10 year, I'd say nine, 10 years old, you have become what the con man call marks. You are marks. And you like need to research the background of every single coach that you put your kid with. You also she need to, marks. you know, honestly. If you're a pre- parent doing this right, you're going to ask for the transparent financials from every team your kid plays on, and you're going to need to know where all the money goes at all times. Need to. I, I'm just telling you because in the end, it's not quid pro quo, but you should see everything transparently for this to really work. Uh, uh, and some of these, some of these club ball teams even like put in a, to get a nonprofit tax exemption shit. Like it's it, it's it's a I call we call it club bar cart now at the high school coaches we call it the club bar club ball cartel it's hard to say really fast but it's really what it is and, and, and 
you know, good kids get lost in the shuffle because some kids can't pay that money. And they just seem, oh, well, maybe I'll just give up because I can't pay to be on this club ball team. I won't get seen. I might not play. No, those kind of kids will still get seen. Again, if it, you're good it, enough, they'll find you. It's an information age, man. Then, ladies and gentlemen, that's how this show is going to go all night. So if you got something you want to talk about, I we do can have go off on tangents. Oh, oh, shit. shit. Are you guys you ready? Don't for this? Seem too, you it don't is seem white, somewhat White Sox related. Uh-huh. Is it the kid they signed? I don't even know who, who you're referring to. The kid from Oral Roberts. Oh no, no, we, we already talked about Dick Lovelady. Um, yep. that was the cut. Uh, Oral Roberts and his name's Dick Lovelady. Really? Is that really no. true? Oh, I was gonna say, holy shit, that's perfect. I <laughs> know. I forget what I forget what school uh, uh, our Dick went to. Uh, Ronald Mason Acuna Moore. Jr. ranked his top ten MLB players. No, he didn't. That's bullshit. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Just let me do the. This is all we got, though. This is. All we, I know that they're just random names, and I know that he had to just choose as they came up. But let's just uh, start some controversy here. And you know what? That this goes back to our boy, Shy Sox Mike. fan Mike, because that's how yep. he framed it. That's how I saw the tweet. Yeah, I know he did, and I was like, what are you, I already <laughs> no, messaged him about it. Shout out, shout out, Mike, though. Uh, but you know, Ronald, could, I think it's what was it on maybe Instagram or whatever one of these sites and uh, TikTok. Maybe TikTok. Uh, he just they gave him the 10 random players and he ranked them and he had uh Carlos Correa ahead of uh Luis Robert Jr. Yeah, for those of you that don't know how this works, is <laughs> you, you sit there and they hit 10 names at you, and as you get it, you have to give it a number. So, yeah, like, like you can't switch it after the oh, oh, no. that's, that's hard. So, the thing is, like, people get Otani and put them out one or whatever and then like you'll get like trout and you'll be like uh eh, maybe six and or five or whatever and then like you're stuck because then you'll get a bunch of shitty players after that and it is what it is but the, the kid one I was funny part to... though the one funny part yeah. though was uh steven kwan uh came up uh he didn't say his name put him 10th and then just laughed <laughs> so you just automatically put him 10th He's he's definitely taking a, a big step back. And the kid that I was talking about though was Matt Mason. Uh White Sox signed him uh from he's coming right out of Oral Roberts. Oh, Apparently, the previous White Sox from Oral Roberts include Tyler Saladino and his mustache and Taylor Varnell. Uh I'm trying to find the kid from Oral Roberts stats. Wait, hold on. Do me a favor, though. Are you on Twitter? Oh, here it right is. Now? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. He hit 320 with 72 RBIs for Oral Roberts this past season. Matt Hogan. And then I have one more bit of news before I do this favor for you that we need to address. Missy, I hope you're still here. Hey. Romy Gonzalez <gasps> was put on waivers by the White Sox. What? And a lot of people thought he'd go unclaimed. It's not the case. Romy Gonzalez was claimed off waivers by the Red Sox. He's in Boston now. Hell so, yeah. Go fund me to get Missy a Boston jersey. <laughs> uh, what was the favor you needed, although? Oh, I, I looked I look up Matt Mason on Twitter. Just search his name. Oh, boy. What? No, just this what is... comes up for you? I'm wondering. Um... <laughs> I gotta get on this. It's nothing bad. I'm just I'm a S O one, right? Yep. American yeah. singer and songwriter? Uh a cat punching a lady in the face. 
Yeah, keep scrolling. What? I have a, a seasoned songwriter. Uh, Matt tries to stardom has been a remarkable journey filled with triumphs and trials. Twitter. Oh, just, some, oh, I just did a search. I'm sorry. What's her face doing Fortnite dances? Yeah, uh, they, it's just someone someone else's name, Matt Mason, and I'm like, we got to get new White Sox pitcher Matt Mason. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of like Harley Quinn shit. Harley yeah. Quinn, there you go. Harley Quinn doing but dances. But as we are talking about some signings. Crypto Kevin, shit. the Cubs did sign someone finally to another MLB deal, and we both kind of <laughs> like the move. Uh, Hector Neris, yep, former oh, yeah. Astro Phillies, uh, used to close games, but mostly a setup guy, seventh inning guy. Uh, he he had great numbers uh, last year with Houston, sub two ERA. Uh, the fastball did it go. Uh, velocity was down a little bit, so that's a little concerning, maybe. But nasty splitter. Mm-hmm. I like the move. It's a two-year. It's basically a two-year, twenty-three million dollar deal because it's basically a player option if uh, if he gets to sixty games or sixty innings. I forget which one it is. And uh, this dude's been a workhorse, one of the most durable relievers. Uh, That's the biggest thing. Twenty sixteen. Yep. Pretty consistent. Yeah. I like the, the move, needs. Kevin. What, what do you think? I, I love it. Um. You know, we talked about, I mean, this is a move. It's a low risk, high reward, or yeah, low risk, high reward. It's a guy that's going to eat some innings for you. Um, he's performed. He's got some leadership. Uh, obviously, he's, you know, pitched in some high leverage situations as a, as a, you know, last year, obviously, was a up, you know, he's had two couple seasons where they were pretty good like that. This in 2019 as well. The rest are usually like a 3.72, a 4.57, a 3.63, a 5.10. So the, the, this past season was obviously his best season of his career. But you know what? Good. He figured it out. And this guy's pitched in some, like I said, high leverage situations. Um, am I going crazy? He has a World Series ring. Um, right? Wait, no. Am I wrong on that? 22. No, he, yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, he's got a World Series ring. So you've got some of that in there. It was too. unbelievable in that playoff run. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, only, it was only eight games, but only gave up, uh, what, like one run, six innings? Pretty good. Nine but, strikeouts, zero walks. Honestly, it's also a good safety valve if Adbert Alzale can't get it done as a full year closer and as like the dude, right? Because, I mean, right now he's the closer, and if he struggles, you've got a guy that has done it in the past that's a veteran leadership and can step in and and, and kind of fill that role if he has to. But if not, you've got an incredible setup, man. A good, you know, you're, now you've gotten your game, you've, you've, shortened the, you've shortened the ball game, right? And now you've got it down to seven, six innings, depending on where you got in the rest of the bullpen. So I, I think it's a good... And it, again, he's going to get paid a little bit more if he has more appearances too. So you get him 60, 60 appearances or more and his, his, some of those escalators kick in for, for him and, you know, hopefully he stays healthy and, you know, looks like he always does. So good target. Off. I mean, again, that uh, it's, it's that splitter that was uh, crazy for him uh, in 2023. Again, the biggest thing for me, you just want someone who's like consistent. I think he had like, I think when I wrote about him, it was basically 2020 that, 20 or that 60 game season was terrible for him and then he had a bad couple months uh like in 20 what was it and back in like 2018 with the phillies other than that he's been pretty consistent like like you said like era in the threes at his worst mm-hmm. i like this too that as a reliever he gives up a home run this, this past season but even in his previous seasons he's only given up a home run like once every you know most of his you know, once every maybe 10 innings. So that's, you know, once every 10 appearances roughly, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got a guy that's doing that. That's, that's always, that always bodes well. I mean, if you're not giving up the long ball as a, as a bullpen guy, you've got extra value because those are the ones that kill the guys from the bullpen is if you're giving up those long balls late in the ball game when, you know, you're coming in big situations. 
And I know, so and I know injuries can pop up at any time, especially for pitchers. Uh, and I'm, I think maybe even more, especially for uh, relief pitchers. But just seeing the how like year in year out for this dude, who I think he's number one in innings pitched since he uh, became like a full time MLB guy. And he, there hasn't really been any like, oh, tired shoulder guy has to go on the injured list for a couple weeks. And then you're kind of like, fuck, we just lost our like good setup man in the middle of July. That'd be bad. This guy just stays on the mound and will go out there. Every, like he's going to be, I don't know if people are still in the chat, he's going to be like the Brian Shaw uh, that the White Sox had uh, in 2023. Mm-hmm. You're just going to see him every time out there that you're like, oh, there. There's there's Hector Neris again yeah, coming in for the like fifth time this week. Yep, no matter what, Hector Neris pitches. It's like uh Beast meme with Matt Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Brian Shaw, Brian Shaw, Brian Shaw. But here I got something we could discuss. Here's a ranking of MLB teams oh, by I their distance it. to the closest chilies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Joe Kinoa was right, uh, talking about Cleveland and how nobody ever wants to go to Cleveland, because like that's probably the biggest spot is Chili's. Uh, right. I mean, Airpo- <laughs> Angel Tam- Stadium is because there's a Disneyland like right nearby. And yeah. the Tampa, the best Chili's in the world is the Tampa Airport Chili's. I mean, that's okay. undisputed, amazing Chili's. But I don't. I'm trying to think of the Chili's that's ten miles away from guaranteed whatever field. It's probably and, the same one that's eight point two away from Wrigley. Yeah, it's probably yeah. It's yeah probably. I, I I can't think of where it is, but what what's going on in Seattle? Two hundred seventy nine miles. Oh shit! God damn, that's crazy. That's you know, all the Texas teams would have a lot of chilies because that's obviously a chili. Chilies comes from Texas, but it could be the new Lennox chilies, the infamous new Lennox chilies in White Sox Twitter. Um, the other, I guess kind of breaking news is MLB pipeline put out their list of the guys that just missed the top 100. Oh my God. You want me to answer the question, by the way, Edgar Cuero's on there for the white Sox. No, wait, that's not right. Never been to a ch- drew. That's terrible. How the fuck has he never been to the chilies? What? What's the question? Uh, I'm trying to catch up. What question? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Edward Cuero is on the guys to watch list. Apparently, so is Moises Ballesteros. So the nearest Chili's to Wrigley Field is also, I believe, the home of El Faro. Is it in Skokie? The nearest Chili's to Wrigley Field is in Skokie. Really? According to maps. I would have not have thought of that direction. I mean, seriously, the one in New Lenox might be the one closest to Gary Ray Field. No, New Lenox is more than 10 miles. Yeah, no, that's like South yeah. right. Yeah. Or near right. Yeah. Chili's in Ford City. That's right, Jack. Oh, by the way, Jack, I asked my kid today what he wants to be when he grows up, and he said a doctor. I was like, awesome. And he's like, or a mailman. Both all right, choices, all right. Bud. Both good choices, bud. We are... All right, quick question. Chili's versus Applebee's. Go. Chili's has the nachos, bro. The tortilla tortilla chips. Chips and salsa at Chili's is the only reason to go to Chili's. I'm actually convinced that they both just have one kitchen and the food comes out of the kitchen. 
that is what I thought as well, Zoe. But mm -hmm. recently going to an Applebee's, I have to go with Kevin. Even besides the chips and salsa. I think See, the food at Chili's is better than Applebee's. Applebee's does those fucking shitty-ass, like, watered-down drinks with, like, eh, for a dollar, you get a long and iced tea, and it's like... Uh, oh, I w yeah, I went for the Dollaritaville. I mean, I'm sure Baby Zoe's going to go there in 20 years for the Dollaritas. Rory, which one do you want, Applebee's or Chili's? Applebee's. Applebee's? Applebee's. I think, I think he meant... I think he combined it. I think he said Apple Chili's. Apple Chili's. Apple Chili's? Yeah. Well, oh, there you hey, go. Hey, real quick, what do you want to be when you grow up? A doctor. Stay, oh, what about, what about a mailman? A doctor. Oh, Jack, oh, you're out. Oh, mailman Jack, out of there, Jack. All right. You, be, you got anything else you want to say to the people before you got to go to bed? No. No? You're being shy? We got nothing to talk about, so you can go ahead and talk about whatever you want. No? No. What do you see over there that you want? Just. Oh, no, you can't have the golf ball. All right. Go back. <laughs> This is funny. Oh Senior, Socks. Senior Socks says, stop pretending I go to the Chili's. Bro, the AMC with the nice reclining chairs, the nearest place with a bar is right next door to a, is, is a Chili's, right next to the theater. So every time we go see a matinee on Saturday, Chili's for some chips and salsa and some beer, and then over to the movie theater. Like, yeah, I, I think Baby Zoe just killed those. those uh, we're not getting any. We're not ordering off the regular menu. We're not getting the, the old, old. Although I can, I can still crush an old timer with cheese. Those are still fantastic to this day. But the chips and salsa there, especially when you get the chips that were like accidentally like all deep fried together, so it's like a, like this thick. It's got like four inches thick of like tortilla chips all like stuck together. <laughs> Zero Michelin stars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably that's probably like a James Beard uh, award winning chilies though. So I did go no. to a James Beard place on Saturday night though, so that was nice. And Little Zoe will not be getting the golf ball because he's learning how to throw an intro to T ball. So anything he can pick up, he just tosses. Let you guys will dig this. Though. Come on, you guys will dig this. The place we went to on Saturday night, the James Beard place. I didn't put this together. I've known the chef for a long time. Their last name's Marinelli, and I never even for a second put two and two together. Her dad's Rod Marinelli, the chefs. Like, oh shit, the defensive Ned, coordinator guy. One of my favorite Bears defensive coordinators in the last like 20, 20, 30 years or whatever. Like, and I'm like, oh my, that's your dad? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, holy what? She's like, he comes here all he the time. The I'm like, okay, now I'm coming in. Right. He was the nails. He was good. I thought he was. Didn't he go to Dallas? Is he still with Dallas? Yeah, he's also the 0 and 16. He, I feel like that was like a decade ago. <laughs> he went to Dallas after the Bears, I believe. Or yeah. vice versa. Yeah, he's I don't know what he's I think he's retired now. I don't think he's coaching anywhere, but he, yeah, I mm. thought that was pretty crazy. And she's I mean it's all it's all southern Italy and coastal Italy dishes. So there's a lot of seafood and stuff really good though. She's very gifted. He was last with the Las Vegas Raiders in 2020 and 2021. Hence why David Oh, and his what? daughter's Restaurant was here. Oh, shit. David asked, are the White Sox and the Cubs going to make any major moves? Man. Well, if, if you guys want to talk about some updates. Uh, <laughs> shit. To, shocking the world, Bellinger is favored to go to the Cubs. What? We have seen the same update for like, a sh I think right after uh -huh. Otani signed and Yamamoto signed in December. I think maybe it was probably like a week or two after that. So I think we're going on five to six weeks now. It's been Cubs favorites to sign Cody Bellinger. Uh, mm -hmm. Latest update: It still seems like Bellinger to the Cubs is the is the 
the most realistic landing uh, spot. Uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, executives around the league think uh, Cody Bellinger to the Cubs is going to happen. Uh, latest predictions, everyone from USA Today thinks that the Cubs are going to sign Cody Bellinger. It's <laughs> nonstop. And like I told Kevin, I, and I put it in the chat today after the after Bob Nightingale wrote the, that predictions piece with the, some other USA Today writers. This is just all setting up for massive disappointment because right now the expectation is Cody Bellinger is going to sign with the Cubs. And if he does It's pretty much like a dud deal in my yeah, mind. Right? Everyone's talking like, about yeah. it's like done. But again, no one, the cup, forget about the Cubs for a second. No one is even offering him like a legit deal right now. No, we get so many conflicting reports. We had, didn't we have a report from uh, I can't remember, was it Morosi said who said it that he hasn't received an offer, an actual offer yet from the Cubs? Uh, that was Nightingale, uh, no yeah, formal Nightingale. offer. Uh, him and uh, who was him and JD Martinez, but then you've got what's his name? Uh, uh, Bruce Levine says Bruce. that the Cubs that the, he's been saying this since early January, I think that the Cubs pretty much are sitting around a six-year deal at like 140 to 160 million. That seems to me like remember I know this is going to bring up terrible memories. Back in 2018-19, when the Sox were like the the only team in on Manny Machado at the time, and I think it was like Jeff Passan came out with it. Bruce Levine was reporting it too. And I think Nightingale might have been too. And it was the Sox were offering him like 180 million or 175. I forget the exact number. And like, that was just like the number out there for like a month. I can address. And then the Padres came in and they're like, fuck all of you. Here you go, Manny. Here's 300. Real, real quick. In the what's happening section on Twitter right now. Why is bang, bang, scissor gang. Trending. Well, let's click on it. Let's see why. Let's unshare our screen to click that. (laughs) Wait, hold on. So, hold on. That's not showing up on my trending. Yeah, no shit. Mine, uh, it's wrestling. Apparently, it's a wrestling thing. Oh, yes. You don't want to know what's number one on mine right now. Yes. It's a a wrestling thing. Bang, bang, scissor gang. Caleb Williams. Okay. Back Graham. to the questions. Uh, murder, murder David, what about the White Sox? Yeah, Trading Dylan Cease is your best. Luke uh, no, I still think they're going to get a right fielder. I hope it's Jorge Soler. I, well, no, I no, I said him. a right. He's a DH. That's true. <laughs> he I, would there's be nobody else for you guys, though. but you're already, you're, you already have Eloy. <laughs> then who should the who should they get to play right field? It, I, I'm going to shout out the, another free ad, uh, number two. I'm going to send an invoice to uh, the 108 guys. But they talked about it a couple weeks ago. There's like a decent – again, none of these guys are going Hoops. to move the needle. Whoops are you talking about? Like there's uh, – you're not going to like any of the names. It's like David Peralta, Tommy Pham, Adam Duvall. Like better than the incumbent. Well, yeah, so that's what I'm yes, saying. You're going to get someone oh, okay. Duvall, are they uh, going to be game changers? No. But they're going to be like solid – Baseball players for you guys. It's just Whit not it's, I'm the star. Yeah, put Wit out there. He can run around. This is a good question, though. I know. I don't. I don't want any of those guys, though. <laughs> uh, I don't want Oscar Colas either. Uh, from Uncle Beef, isn't PCA the future center fielder? Or are they really going to give Bellinger the bag just to play first? My no, that's the thing. They're. I don't think. That, well, right now, no one wants to give him the bag. <laughs> there was. There's the way. By the way, the number has gone down. 
Back in oh, December, yeah. the reports were like, oh, Bellinger's can't Bellinger seeking 300 million. Latest yes. is like, oh, deal might go around 200 million. There's been a little collusion. There's been collusion going on with the owners to keep everybody's salaries down with the trending upwards. So they're like all basically just sitting back, which is why February, we talked about on the show a month ago, we were saying that everything's going to start happening in February. Today is February 1st. If you're listening to this on Spotify, it's only January 1st if you record it. But guess what? It happened. Uh, So um, to answer your question on this beef, this is what I will say about um, Bellinger signing, regardless of Pete Carlson's existence. You're going to pay Cody Bellinger to be a very good a gold glove center fielder and a gold glove first baseman, a guy that can rotate around, play all outfield positions if he has to. Pete Cole Armstrong, great young prospect. Same, basically, a, a very similar in a lot of ways to Cody Bellinger as a player. Left-handed guy, incredible defense, you know, can play you know, can play out in the outfield as good as anybody in the game, but he's also a little baby who also has some maturity issues. So you have a Cody Bellinger being paid to not only be a center fielder, the guy that, and, and, and a a gold glove first baseman and they can rotate around. You're also paying him to be a mentor to teach this young guy how to actually be a professional because the stuff that people complain about Pete core Armstrong more than anything else is his immaturity. And a lot of the bolt, like the, the showing his ass and the body language stuff that he does a lot, the temper tantrums, things like Cody can actually help him at least because Cody, he's not going to tell him not to be it, but Cody's going to help him at least say, Hey, look, time and a place, time and a place. He's going to help this kid along you know, this kid's not going to be a go, go, go guy in 2024. He's going to start easing in there in 2025. You're going to have Cody as, you know, everything that kind of, it, it all becomes like kind of cyclic and to, Cody can play anywhere. There's, there's a lot of options that, with Cody Bellinger that you can utilize. And if he's playing the way that he is, you get his bat no matter what, but you also get a mentor figure to a guy that could theoretically be one of the best players in the game. If he can actually pan out and utilize all the gifts that he has inside. If his head, that muscle between his ears fails him because he never had anybody to guide him and nobody to tell him no, he could be a wasted talent kind of concept or a problem. And that's that's why I think Cody Bellinger is such a perfect fit. He's more than just a teammate. He is a guy that can really help bring this kid along. So you're paying him for so, addition. And a little bit for the bat too. But I'm officially eat. declaring I am a Tommy Pham guy for the right fielder position. There you go. I like that too. I've always liked Tommy Fan. He's an asshole, so his, but oh, I think time. he's a good his, type of asshole. His projected line for 2024, as far as right fielders go, his WRC plus projection is he's a 100. We're, we're right. even Steven. We're oh, even hey, Steven. hey, that's a, that's like what, like a 30 percent improvement from getting yep. cheats. 15 yeah. homers, a slash of 247, 326, 401, with a weighted on base average of 318. He's that's a like one your, more like guy top on base percentage guy. I just realized Tommy's high school coach. Only 35. His high school coach, coach teaches at my high school now. He doesn't coach either, but he, he teaches at our school now. I'm Tommy fam would be a good get. He plays I hard. Too. Tommy, he plays hard. I thought Tommy fam was 56 years old. I didn't realize he was only, he is a guy who, who graduated like what, he's, five or he's, he's also a good, uh, he's also a good, uh, immaculate great answer. This guy's been all over the place. Same yes. high school as Ryan Ludwig. Yeah, no, Another, Tommy uh, fan. I'm good with that. I still think the the White Sox. I think I brought up a few weeks ago too, and I think I saw somebody wrote about it recently. Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall yeah. is a good uh, good option. I think. I don't know if he would want to come to the White Sox, but you know, Dude, Tommy fan would be a hit in Chicago because he's got stank to him. He don't fuck around. Like I, he would actually really play well with White Sox fans because he is. <laughs> Ian says it. He's a good teammate, except for fantasy football. There's some there's some stories there. Um, 
but mm-hmm. dude, dude's a dog. And Sox fans love guys that play like dogs, like the, in in that, so, that positive way. Obviously, Duvall's yeah, pretty I, much projected the same exact season as Tommy Pham, except for some more home runs. There you go. You, I mean, hey, you want to see dingers? They're both thirty-five. If you're, if you're not yeah, going to be I winning, mean, you want to see something. The only thing is, Duvall didn't he get he missed a lot of time last year because of injury. He missed time, but I think he when he came. I forget. I forget how his season went. Was it he got injured and then got hot, or he was hot and then got injured? He was hot he and then got good, injured. Played fifty uh, games last year, seventy nine games. Oh no, he played. Did not he played one hundred twenty nine games last year? What am I talking about? Yeah, he was hot and then he got hurt. And I would, and I agree, Beef. I take either of them over Gavin Sheets. Uh, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious that Gavin Sheets has become the everyone is doubting us guy for the White Sox. <laughs> Bro, why are you even on this team still? <laughs> like what is going on, man? I hope he proves us all wrong. But I saw it, that quote, and I get 181 at bats. I get the annoyance. I get the annoyance from White Sox fans seeing that, especially because oh, I th- I think thanks. White Sox player different White Sox players have been saying this for like two years. Um, but I mean, he was asked about it, right? I think it's like what right. what what else is he supposed to say? Yeah, guys, we're gonna suck. I'm sorry, I suck too. I'm not gonna it's, be any good. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just weird that like. Out of all the quotes that came out of, you know, the Sox prom and all that shit, when all these guys were in town, that it was the Gavin Sheet saying. Well, you know why? Because I think out of the guys who were there at that uh, at that event, he's like he's like the veteran of the, like he's the longest White Sox who's around. Who was at the event? Well, like him and Mankata, I guess. And I mean, and then everybody got mad at Mankata for saying like, "Hey, I, I feel healthy." <laughs> Everyone's like, "Fuck you!" Like, <laughs> here we go. Who's yeah, the first man. one? He was. And then Eloy before that, when he went on the the Foul Territory podcast, he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> if I'm healthy, I'll hit 40. Oh yeah, is that so- there's some word breaking word breaking down going on, like reading too deep into things. I know, but it's just wild that every White Sox player in the off season so far has started their sentence with, "If I stay healthy." <laughs> They really trust their training staff. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, why are we here? But yes. But what if, though? What if, man? Uh-huh. I've been I have been on the show for a while now, saying contract year Mankata. Now watch the White Sox start the year hot. Mankata playing good in a contract year, and they just they trade him an expiring contract at the deadline. Yeah, I mean that I that could happen. Very easily see that being a scenario. I so. think I think the same way. I think the same way that uh, when Jed Hoyer took over for Theo and he inherited that group, which was like as we agree, he was the GM, but it was it was Theo's guys. Mm-hmm. I think in the in the and and he did keep a couple guys. He kept the Hap and uh, Nico Horner from the those draft picks at uh, under Theo's watch. Mm-hmm. But he saw the rest of the core. He's like. Ah, uh, we got to make a switch here. Uh, bullshit contract offers, whatever. I'm picking the next core with my guys. I think that I think we're gonna see a very similar yeah. thing. Like I don't think Yoan Mankata is gonna get those options picked up or whatever. If he has a no. great three months, I think he's gone. I think he's traded. I didn't I realize. Either. Either. By the way, I you. I didn't realize the Cubs also traded the last, or the, I think Theo Epstein's last first round pick, Brennan Little. He got traded this past fall. Yes. I didn't realize that. They got, that, was he, he, that was the that 2019 draft for the Cubs terrible. was one of the worst drafts ever. Awful. 
so and bad. It just it, it, it pretty there, much there, highlights the it highlights the Cubs' problem under Theo's uh, re, uh, watch during his time in Chicago was just couldn't hit on any pitching. <laughs> yeah, Except for Justin Seal, he he did draft Justin Seal. If I'm not crazy, 2019 didn't net a single player that has played an inning for the Chicago Cubs major league team. Am I right on that? I think you're pretty close to that. You know, 2019, that 2019 draft is really bad it's, for the Cubs. Maybe there's some nugget in there that just but, uh, yeah, no, I, nugget that got through. I'm, I'm with you, Zell. Like, sure. like I said, the same thing with Eloy. And if he doesn't have a good three months, I think even if he rebounds in the second half and the White Sox look at his options, I think they pull a TA. It's like, uh, I'm sorry, dude, but you are not the hitter we thought you were going to be. Right. We're gonna move on. Now Which it's tough fine. because and I mean they have to spend in free agency to replace to get quality players, so that still has to be proven as well. But I think that's a good point. You know, the guy coming in, you know, taking over or whatever, and being like, "I want it to be mine." And now, I think it was really clear. Remember that first quote that everybody went crazy yeah. with. He's like, "This I'm team different. sucks. <laughs> this team is yeah, bad." He's like, I don't even like this team, and I'm yeah. different. It's not poor TA. TA didn't perform, and it sounds like he's going to Japan, but (laughs) we'll see what happens. But it is going to be weird, and it's always going to be weird. I mean, you you see the same guys year after year, and obviously the results weren't good, but sometimes you don't even – your first thought isn't even about the results. It's just like I'm so used to seeing number seven at shortstop, but – it's not going to be that way. It's going to be Didong and hopefully Colson soon. But it's just, Although, yeah. Sorry, I side note. Sorry, I hate to. I'm just. Oh no, you guys go ahead. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Can you believe? So we talked about how bad the 2019 draft was. The 2018 draft, it's just Nico Horner and and then the other only one that I've seen that's played any time with the Cubs is, uh, and he hasn't made the show yet is Brennan Davis. That's it. There's yeah. 2018, if you can have your first round pick, I mean, Nico Hornet, that's a win. Yep. But th- yeah, that, that was that was so much of the Cubs' problem during that era where they could never supplement the core and then ownership didn't want to spend and the Cubs were just stuck with no And one. while they had the core at a cheap price at those, at that, right. uh, yeah. massively, they, they could have literally spent and refused to. By they, the way, I, I did, I did want to confirm that. And you, no, you're right, Kevin, that 2019 draft. No one has reached the majors. That's nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> That's. Just, I don't think uh, little. I don't think Brendan Little was on that draft though. What was he? What year was he? Was he twenty seventeen? Maybe twenty seventeen. Yeah, because the first rounder for twenty nineteen was uh, Ryan Jensen. Jensen, right. And then the second one was Shrump. Chase Shrump. Yep. Shrump. Um. Yeah. No. Those were the tough years. Uh, the dark years. That's why, and that's why <laughs> that uh, that entire developmental system for the Cubs was uh, was completely. Uh, rehauled uh, after Jed Hoare took over, uh, mm-hmm. and hey, it took some time. But I know, I know, prospect ranking uh, top one hundred lists aren't the be all, like number one thing that you should rely your thinking on uh, for prospects and minor league systems. But it seems pretty consistent if you look at uh, MLB Pipeline, Fangraphs, Baseball pr- Prospectus. Uh, Baseball America, uh, Kyla McDaniel at ESPN. It's every list is like between five to eight guys. Yep. It's like, hey, there's, and, there's talent. There's there is not the elite. There's not a Chris Bryant in this system yet. 
We haven't seen that breakout, like almost surefire. This guy's going to be a star, uh, at least hitting hitting wise. I do think Kate Horn will get to that level by this summer. But I'm thinking it's a deep system. It's a deep system. I'm thinking Owen Casey this year has that year. I'm he thinking could. Owen. Oh man, he, he hits. He's been forward. the most underrated prospect the Cubs have from from the get. They got him from the Padres in the U Darvish trade. Uh, with a bunch of other like teenagers that were incredibly supposed to be great that have not really panned out. And he just keeps mashing and mashing and mashing. Some are saying he'll move to first. He does have a kind of a cannon of an arm, but he is, again, he's a really good left-handed bat. He's Canadian. Um, and he is really starting to get a handle on his stick at, as a professional. And, you know, he, I mean, last year was, he? you know, it feels like a year ago that he was not even mentioned remotely close like as a top prospect for the cubs and now he's just skyrocketed um up that list and all of a sudden people are talking about owen casey which is this is a good thing when people outside of the cubs fans who know the arcanadi are a little he needs a lot of sunscreen just like Pete Crow armstrong both gingers <laughs> ginger we got a ginger ninja pair coming up that are both left-handed bats that can really rake but this is a big die you know yeah ian's right you gotta get a handle on your stick um another another top another top prospect i do want to talk about i know you've been a fan and i've been very impressed by what he's done after he was drafted but in terms of uh the perspective of looking at free agency right now, Matt Chapman is another guy that the Cubs keep getting linked to. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously he plays third base, but Matt Shaw, everyone around baseball, I think he's been like almost a consensus, consensus top 50 uh, prospect in all of these lists, or at least most of them. Third, or he's a shortstop out of Maryland. Um, he played, he only played a couple games uh, at third base uh last year with the cubs after he was drafted but then this offseason and uh and he made it known at the cubs convention that he is spending all his offseason playing third base working on his defense at third base working on the arm strength uh you know working on all the fundamentals there because he's he knows very much that hey that spot is open right now and he's not going to be playing shortstop over dansby swanson he's not going to be playing second base over nico horner so third base that's the spot how what do you think in terms of him Versus a Matt Chapman sign. Uh, you know, so I, I'm not a big, I, I, I kind of don't buy into the blocking prospect stuff. Um, I mean, if you're blocking a prospect, that means you're absolutely performing and you just, you take good performance. If you're taking a performance that's good enough to hold back a player or with that kind of ability and upside, then it's a good problem to have. And I don't think that you, you don't sign players that you're with the concern of blocking them at the same time. I don't think Chapman necessarily fits the bill uh, you guys talked me out of chapman on this podcast for god's sakes i was like chapman mm-hmm. and, and belly and then i'm like you guys talked me in and uh i want to say was it mitch maybe got me good and all those oh, chapman versus hoskins yes and mm-hmm. hoskins, well, that's what i'm saying like, the chapman and the hoskins thing and that's right and i was just like wow oh, you're right hoskins Ooh. Well, let's go with Hoskins and, and, and belly and so you got me but the, the thing is chapman the bat might not be back and I like defense. I really do. And if you hire a guy that's an absolutely phenomenal third base, you know, defense at the hot corner, that's wonderful. But that dude's still got a rake. And I don't think Chapman is going to get it done. He had, what he have, a really hot early April, early season, and he kind of cruised on those numbers. So his numbers are actually over the real stretch were poorer than they, they even appear, and they're not great. So, I, you know, that's not a thing I'm, you know, I think that the Cubs just needed, um, need, to have a solution at third base. I actually thought that I was hoping that Bush was going to be that solution at third for at least a season or two. And then they could maybe shift him over to first base as well. 
and allow, you know, as, as Shaw is ready, but have still have Bush there too, because Bush can play first base and now he's going to play first. But, you know, again, you had me with the Hoskins thing it was great. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of out on Chapman. I, you know, I think he's a good defensive player, but I would rather, you know, them, you know, I'd rather, you know, he's not any better of a hitter than a Patrick wisdom. So what the fuck? Like you give me defensive Patrick wisdom. I'm going to hang I'm myself. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I, uh, I'm not laughing at anything you said, Kevin. I'm sorry. Uh, Shy Sox fan Mike is already spending that sports mockery money, folks. Uh, he yep, has he has placed a wager on the 2024 White Sox to win the AL Central at plus 3,500. Better get to writing. Um, <laughs> we have to follow him now. I got to follow him, don't I? Oh, speaking of, uh, I don't follow Mitch. Oh, hey, buddy. what's up, buddy? Right. How we doing, fellas? Tell them to follow. Kick rocks, Mitch. <laughs> there we go. It's better every time. We it's a great week. Just... NASCAR's back this week. Next Netflix documentary. Like, there's actually a lot going on in the world. Of so, NASCAR. all right, I watched this, dude. I watched. I didn't I watch all of it, but. I watched the first couple episodes, and I got I have I have thoughts. Let's um, hear it. One, I've always wondered what those dudes do if they got to take a piss, and my question was answered because the one dude just pissed his pants. There's actually a funny story. His, they there, showed his guy. pants. He just had two piss stains, and he's like, "What do you want me to do? I'm not going to hold it. I'm trying to win a race, so I just let it fly." I'm like, make sure you don't ask cross-country back in the day. He was uh when he was winning the race actually he'd take a shit he shit his pants and then after the race they're trying to like, interview him and he didn't want to get out of the car because he shit himself but he won he the a, race. He had a white jumpsuit didn't he? Fucking. Also, extremely smart move by the makers of this documentary to hit the non NASCAR crowd by just throwing Michael Jordan in as much as possible. Jordan's yeah. all over this documentary and it's just little clips. But still, um, me, a massive Michael Jordan stan, if you will. I'm just like, MJ. MJ. <laughs> yep, there he is. All right. Yep, yep there he is. But you've probably told us a bunch of this stuff like 100 times. But That's right. That's, why we, that's why we do this. Repeat this. I'm a, I'm a visual learner. I didn't know that. Well, I probably did know, but I didn't realize that Denny Hamlin races for Gibbs, but is co-owners with Jordan. Yep. That's kind of yeah. fucked up. It's very fucked up. And like, because it sounded weird when they first did it. And then like last year, like they did, they show in the first episode. MJ's like, all over it, Baloney. Watch they, it. MJ's all Daytona, over That Daytona race, like that was a huge deal at the time. Like, hey, are you going to help coach his kid who's also your teammate right. or you help your own team? And that's so, like, that, was- that kid sucks. Joe Gibbs' kid sucks. Silver he's only in right. it for like a minute. And like they asked him a question and he's just like, well, what do you want me to say? And I'm just like, okay, I already don't like this kid. Yeah, I do not kid. like Yeah, most people do. Um, not a huge fan of the guy that learned how to race playing video games. Like I told you, I think he pees sitting down. He's kind of a soft – he's a, a sensitive not, boy. The guy from the Gran Turismo. Like, Turismo. Is, that is that the Gran Turismo guy from the movie? It's yeah, kind of like that. It's not yeah. based off of him. Oh, okay. That's- Another guy, but like he came up like the same way. Yeah, like, that, they it's, that's out. immediately what I thought of when they were telling the dude's story. Yeah. Um, okay. but I, I am officially team 2311, Jordan's team. They got fucking custom shoes, didn't know that. 
Yep. They got dope ass cars now. The new facility is painted. The business side is North Carolina cover colors, and like the like other side, whatever for the people. The is window Bulls thing colors. being at twenty yeah, shop, degrees yeah. is yeah ridiculous. No, they're like uh, you're right. Great way, but because <laughs> Jordan will sponsor a lot of the cars. Like I think I sent you the photo of the one, but yep. it's like. Our heel blue with the Jumpman logo on the hood and like the side. Jumpman logo, I you feel I felt like Jordan paid for this documentary because Jumpman logos everywhere in this documentary, which is awesome because yeah. I'm a fucking whore for that. I'll buy this shit any day. But uh, also, yes, can we talk about Denny Hamilton's? Not even his whole closet, his hat section of his closet just lines the same hat. It's insane. But it's just amazing. He just pulls out drawers, although, and the drawers like as long as my arm, each one, and there's just 300 hats in each drawer. Is it, wait, is and it the same just, hat or a different hat? But it's basically the same hat. I was going to say, he's a cartoon character. Each, each section yes. in the drawer yes. has like rows of the same hat, and they're like all organized off of color and like sponsor or whatever. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it's funny because, yeah, it, it is a cartoon character because he like pulls out the this roll of the all the same black hat and he's like going through them and like picks out like the eighth one like hmm, we'll go with this one it's like they're all the same dude what uh, i get it i get it from the first episode from the episode that you watched as uh and mitch obviously you have uh, more knowledge what uh what widow of like a nascar owner's team are fans gonna be booing like in 20 years because of mj and his influence on this show honestly like controlling the narrative because how popular with how popular MJ is, despite that, like Denny Hamlin is not well liked. Like the fact that they're partners no. and buddies, he gets booed all the time. People so, hate Denny Hamlin. I actually like Denny Hamlin more after this because although he wins a race and they're like, and everyone's booing the show, this guy, and he's like, Why are they booing you? He's like, Because I just beat their favorite favorite racer. He's like, Oh yeah, which one? Right, yeah. All of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's such an asshole, but then they like that's why shit like this is good because then they show like him just like at home with his kids and stuff. He's a normal guy, he's a regular guy, but he even talks about it. He's like, Hey man, to be popular in a sport for a sport to grow, you have to have personalities. And I just kind of rolled into being a dickhead. And I'm a, he didn't say dickhead, but he's like, I'm just really aggressive and confident and cocky and arrogant. And yeah. that's the role I play. It's like almost like wrestling. No, like and, I, and I'm sure, yeah. and I'm sure that's why MJ loves him because like the competitive fire, like obviously that's yep. that's how MJ mm-hmm. has always been. But I I do have to say I do remember, I do recall uh, how Mitch would bring up how Denny Hamlin is like the most hated dude, uh, and I remember seeing him in a what was it like the Barstool Sandbagger in series Bumble. with uh, Ryan Whitney and uh, Paul Bizanet, and then they had uh, the NASCAR guys on there. Yeah, I think it was Bubba Wallace, Denny Hamlin, and I forget the other guy. And during the video. <laughs> And I mean, again, th- I don't think he knew the other golfers besides uh, Whitney and uh, 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 Ryan Basinet, ba- but <laughs> I could tell why people hate him. <laughs> yeah. It was very apparent right. that this dude is just a straight-up asshole. And, like, he didn't know the other dudes, but he was just shit-talking all the time to him. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like, stop. He was buddies. And- like, he, like, met him on the golf course. Also, shout-out Denny Hamilton's dad because that guy is hilarious. He's got a little cameo in there, and he's just like, "Yeah, he's a junior." Though his wife's like, "No, he's not, you dick." To be junior, you have to have the same name. He's like, "Well, it's my son," and I say he's junior, so he's junior. I was like, "Okay, dude, I like this guy's style." But uh, also, yeah, Bubba Wallace drives the twenty-three car. He's on MJ's team. 
NASCAR knowledge. What's up? And uh, I'm impressed. Didn't notice too. Did not realize twenty five on that team. Yeah, I saw that. Saw that right away. Uh, didn't realize how jacked Bubba Wallace is. He is a swole motherfucker, dude. He is a big boy. A lot of that uh, is that McDonald's sponsorship. Uh, you can tell kind of got to him because he definitely beefed up. Uh, oh, he looks like he's in shape, though. Like, he looks like he's he looks like he fucking break a motherfucker. He's a big dude, but I don't know. I learned a lot. It definitely, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to be like, hey, let's go watch a race. But I learned a lot more about, like, the point system, and I learned more about, these guys, I like the. What one do you think about the like, playoff uh, stuff? It's fucking confusing as shit. <laughs> a lot of fans Simplify, don't like man. Either. So they Simplify, used to have dude. it. It used to just be they would run the thirty-six race or however many races there were in the season. Whoever had the most points by the end would be the champion. But then they wanted yeah. to have like their like game seven type moments, so they introduced the the chase. So that was the same yeah. thing where it was just like you have your playoff drivers, and then it would be ten races. Whoever had the most but points wins. But now you they want it like now they have to have excitement. So now it's like confusing. No disrespect, but let's talk about target audience here. All right. These people that a majority of the people watch NASCAR ain't sitting there figuring out this fucking match shit, dude. Like I'm there's accountants that would have trouble with this. Well, they shit. usually yeah, have on the scoreboard because it is confusing, even for someone that's like a fan of it. Like you it's impossible to keep track of points. So they have like the little counter showing like who's below the cut line at any given time, who's above it. But, like, you are right. It is kind of confusing. And a lot of fans don't like it because you could be the best driver all year and you have one bad race. And it happened, like you'll see in the series, too. You know, like Joey Logano, was, he got screwed because he, he – the uh, guy sucks. One. Oh, you don't like Joey? See, a lot of people don't like Joey. He, I like he, Joey. He's he's trying so hard. And, like, you can even tell, like, he, <laughs> he seems like a nice enough guy. But, like, I don't know. It feels like he's trying too hard. He's another oh. one that like, drivers can't stand him because he is an asshole like behind the wheel. He's like the same guy. He'll like run you over and he doesn't care. And then out of the car, he's like a tax accountant so, type. I don't character. remember the dude's name, but although in fits, because I know you guys don't know this shit, but this dude was like, because like Mitch said, they try to make the, the game seven type atmosphere. And this dude like had to finish in the top five to move on to the next round or whatever. So he just said, fuck it, Leroy Jenkins style and just floored it into the wall. And rode the wall all the way around these dudes to come in fifth place. And they're like, all right, that was dope, but now it's against the rules. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, so it's funny, Rod. That's Ross Chastain. My pinned tweet is an interview with that guy. He talks about because he has two rules that NASCAR implemented because of his driving. So I like I like Ross too. He's a he's I a mean, I, I gotta respect that dude. He was just like, fuck it. I'm either gonna crash or this is gonna be genius. And it worked. And they were saying and the Jesus that like, he had, like while he was riding the wall, it was like the same type of pressure you would have on your head if you were like a fighter pilot. Like it scrambled his head like afterwards. He was like dizzy getting out of the car just because of how much pressure it was, just flooring it against the another, wall. Another takeaway from this, NASCAR drivers all either date or married to absolute rockets. Absolute rockets. And a lot did of them though, Did you get introduced to him yet in the show? Have you gotten that far? Which guy? Ryan Blaney. Uh, he's long later. I'm in, he just won a race where I'm at. And like, they started talking to him a little bit. He's a dude with the beard, right? Yes. So his wife now fiance used to be miss Hooters USA. Yeah. But all these dudes. And I mean, these guys aren't all real lookers, but they all just have absolute rockets on their arm. And a lot of them though, it says girlfriend. 
Not a lot of them. It says wife. Those kids were not with his girlfriend, Mr. Hammer. No, That's the reason that fans yeah, do yeah. not like him because that was an ugly, that was an ugly breakup. Uh, that, and it was very public too. So that's another and Everybody reason. likes the, everybody seems to like the watermelon dude. There's a dude that when he wins races, he smashes watermelons. That's Ross. He's the guy that that's rode like the That's like his thing. Yeah, that's his thing, dude. He's like a watermelon farmer that happens to drive NASCAR. And like people like have like big old blow up watermelons in the crowd to like also didn't know the importance of a spotter learned about yeah. that guy, guy David Geardy learned the same thing actually funny yep. you mentioned that sits in the eagle's nest there and talks about it um that's pretty much it I would recommend watching it though it's a pretty good watch net I will say one Netflix definitely does a really good job with these sports like behind the scene documentaries yeah, like sure. the golf one was dope uh, the NFL one was cool. Quarterback. Um, yeah. yeah, this one is really good. Apparently, there's an NBA one coming out. The the season two of the golf one they just confirmed. Who do you want to see? March. I well, that would be that's it. See, now we're talking. Although now we got fucking content. Um, it'd be a little tougher though in baseball because of the language barrier. Some of these guys. Nah, I don't care. You can do the subtitles, subtitles bro. Subtitles, watch yeah. subtitles when it's the opposite. So yeah. I'm not trying to read, dude. <laughs> um, Are you telling me you don't want the behind the scenes look of your Mercedes? Uh, I bet company? you they do. Uh, I bet you they do. Like Mookie bats would be like probably you number one on that list. Tan. Everybody loves Mookie. Everybody fucking loves Mookie. Ooh, dude. Joey Votto. People, uh, people yeah, really love Joey Votto, the veteran Votto guy. Is a too, yeah. So you want Votto a veteran guy. job first. Veteran guy, established guy, young guy, and then you want like an aspiring guy that like has to fail because everyone feels bad. Sure for for the young guy, go ahead and get uh the catcher for the Orioles. Fuck, I can't think of his name. I seem to yeah, you can't remember his name. Is Adley Rushman? Or just and you can go with uh, Jackson Holiday too, or Jack. But that's your yeah. I mean that the one dude too going back to the NASCAR though that was I thought was like a tough as fuck moment. Was there's this like super white bread like has the personality of milk dude that like always apparently finishes in the top four, but like no one gives a shit because he has zero personality whatsoever. He's the dude that Dewalt is on his sponsor. Oh, Christopher Bell, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was, that was so, a perfect. That was a perfect description of Christopher Bell. By the way. I mean, this dude. <laughs> I mean, his nickname should be fucking Wonder Bread. Like this dude is just like he's white as a fucking ghost. He has no personality, but he always finishes. And so, dude, they start the interview with this guy, and it's the producer talking. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, hey, so, you know, when we first got the green light to do this show, I started talking to people in the know in NASCAR and asking them, like, who should we get? Who's going to be in the finals? Like, who should we follow? And even he said, he's like, and I wasn't on that list. He's like, no, dude, you were not on anyone's list. And he's like, I was in the fucking finals last year. Christ's sake. But <laughs> apparently he's just like old, reliable. Like he's just good. But again, zero personality. Like he ain't selling shit. Like, yeah, I don't even know. It was just, okay, tell me a little bit about Chris Boucher. I think I'm going to ride with Chris See, Boucher. Actually, actually, was that's a Which you know what? That's a that's a good underrated. He's a he's a Texas boy. He's the 17 car. I don't think they feature him in the documentary much. But um yeah, no, I mean he's a he, he's a good driver. He wins a lot of races. Uh Texas boy. He's also kind of quiet, not a big personality, but he, he's a good driver. So it's good. I'm right with no, I, I hope I was happy with this. Whole, I, they they've done a couple of these like NASCAR type documentaries. 
this is by far the best one I've seen. And there's a lot like that's the most access Mitch, I've ever seen. The in biggest like, endorsement I can give this is I watch more than five minutes of it. If that doesn't tell <laughs> yeah, you, that this and that's, is well and that's done, what I was I don't also. Know well. Right. Well, that was the two things I took. Like one for if you're a diehard NASCAR fan, you'll learn something just because there's access to it. And I think for like the casual people learning about the sport, now I'm not expecting people to watch it and become like an avid NASCAR fan. I just hope people watch yeah. it and get more of an appreciation for the I would sport. Say I, did. And you'll learn I would something. say I did. That, that's all I I'm would, hoping from it. I would say I, I can take that away from yeah. it because, yeah, I mean, it was, I kept watching it and I'll, I'll finish it tomorrow probably, but like it was good. It was good. It's well done. Netflix, again, does a really good job with this shit. The other thing that I really like, too, especially like you can see one of the early episodes, like Joey Logano, he gets knocked out of the race. So he has to watch the rest of the race from his hauler. You could tell a lot of these interviews were done with guys like in the heat of the moment right after they gotten out of the car where they didn't have like a mm -hmm. whole lot of time to like think about what they were saying. Denny Hamlin, another one, too. So like I think a lot of them were a lot more open and honest because of that, because they were like fresh out of the car. He did the moment where, you know, he didn't have a couple of days to reflect on something. Yeah, it was. Yep. So there you go. It's good though. I'm glad you watched that's, it. Check it out a, if you have to understand. Mitch is, uh, Mitch is safe. I will not be driving down in Missouri to punch him in the stomach two times because this was, it was good. It was good. It was good. Not as good as the van. Yeah, mirror yeah. but it was good well if you want a mini good. love triangle thing too not as good as a vanderpump i'm sure but another interesting nugget did you talk about oh, the smoke shows the one the guy the eye racing guy that learned on video games his girlfriend is ryan blaney the other guy that we we're talking about with the beard earlier it was state miss hooters isn't that's his, his sister? sister yeah yeah <laughs> so that's hey man funny. listen here no one dates my sister but me <laughs> so <laughs> Listen here, no one's gonna date my sister beside me. Mate. But, I don't know what part uh, of the okay. show you guys were in before I hopped on. I said like maybe it was baseball talk. Well, we are, we yeah, are, it was uh, actually Vanderpump. Hey, bro, I want to get your thoughts on this. I have an interesting story, an interesting mid-Missouri story that happened to me over the weekend. Now, if you listen to the Bumcast this week, uh, you you, you should have. But like, there's a little bit of a preview of, of what happened there, so you can go listen to that. But basically, I'll give like the full story here. So over the weekend, you know, I was working hard all week. That Saturday, I had to like clean and shop and shit. So Sunday, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna treat myself. They had the Rolex 24 hours of Daytona in the morning, AFC Championship, NFC Championship. So I got myself a bottle of Knob Creek, sat down, you know, sipping throughout the afternoon, watching the NFC Championship, watching the race, having a grand old time. Well, then it got mm -hmm. to the point where, like, AFC Championship game rolls around. I'm starting to get, I'm getting the munchies. But if I've learned anything from reporting in Missouri, it's that drinking and driving is bad. So I wasn't about to cook because last time I tried to cook drunk, I nearly burned down the apartment. And I ain't about to drink and drive either. So I walk my ass two miles down the street. They have a taco place. Surprisingly, Moberly, there's like six Mexican restaurants. One of them turned out to be pretty good. They got like the authentic street tacos cilantro onion great so i walk two miles down the street get my tacos i'm walking back ready to watch the end of the nfc championship game and as i'm coming down the street i kind of live on like a side street and then there's like a little alley that like leads into like the townhouse thing there's this like van that's sitting on the corner and i'm like all right that's a little odd it's like running or whatever I'm like, oh, that's weird then a guy gets out of it and he's like walking kind of in my direction I'm like oh that's also a little strange usually don't see that and so i make a left down like my side street and the van slowly starts like following me. and i'm like oh shit well i didn't want to start running and look like a pussy and i also had the tacos and i didn't want to jostle the tacos either so you know i started speed walking dip down the alley 
get back into my apartment, lock the doors and everything. I'm like, ah, it's a little odd. It's probably nothing, whatever. So I'm sitting there eating my tacos. Nothing. Happened. Five minutes later, watching the game, I hear like a knock on the front door. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm not answering that shit. I'm in the middle of watching the game. Then like another minute goes by and I start hearing knocking on the back door. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So my drunk ass, I'm like, all right, it's going down. Now I've been safe suburbs. Mitch has been watching the wire recently. So I think I got some street credibility, a little liquid courage. So I grab a knife from the kitchen. I'm like, all right, it's going down. Go to answer the door. And it was a pair of Jehovah's witnesses. And they knew it was like, I was in the house and that's why they knocked on the back door because they followed me. They saw me go back into the apartment. And so, like, I'm standing there, like, oh, like, would you like to join the church? I'm like, what the? But then I had to be, like, nice to him because I didn't know what to do. So I was just, like, default was nice. And, like, they didn't see that I still had a kitchen knife behind the door, like, whatever. They're trying to ask me if I wanted to join their church. I'm like, look, like, the NFC Championship game's on. I'm just trying to eat my tacos. It was a, it was a, it should have been a sin. Like, interrupting someone on a Sunday, eating tacos, that, that should have been a sin. But that was, that was a wild experience. I think in hindsight, I probably should have called the cops instead of grabbing the knife. But yeah, that was mid, yeah. So that, that was my weekend. In Kick rocks, Mitch. <laughs> oh, the night. Uh, I mean, you guys have Uber Eats? No. No, but it's it's so damn expensive. Uber Eats. You got to like tip them and everything, and then it's like an extra twenty bucks on top. Hey, he's of not making James James right, Beard money, Kevin. Come on. Yeah. He's in the middle of nowhere, dude. They charge so much more. When you're it's in the it's of ridiculous. I did Uber Eats once, and I will never do it. And it was for something. I think it was like McDonald's or something. Too. It was so stupid. I'm like, why the hell am I paying this much? Mitch, who's winning the clash this weekend? Ooh, that's a good question. Clash is always a toss up. I'm gonna go. Ooh, we'll go with our boy, old Mick, Milk Toast Christopher Bell. I think. I think he's gonna. He's gonna get Gibbs yep. car one last year. The the old twenty car. That's gonna be. That's gonna be my pick. I like the Reddick guy. I like Reddick too. Reddick. Yeah, I like Reddick a lot. He's funny. <laughs> Just dropping fucking NASCAR knowledge left and right over here. I know. Yeah. I like this. This is good, though. This is the best development that's ever happened in the show. Yep. Reddick drives the 45 car. He's the other MJ driver. I'm so happy. He looks like a leprechaun. He looks like a leprechaun, dates an absolute rocket, got her to dress up like Bowser. Well, like, did tell him, did you hear the story of how they they named their son? Yeah, because he won a race. Yeah, <laughs> he won. He won like the AAA championship. Yep. And uh, so he got to name his kid. If he didn't win it, they would have named the wife. Got to name it. Yep. That's, <laughs> That's pretty it. So he won, and he named him Bo. Bo. So, yep. Red Dog is that his nickname? Because I like him even more now. I don't think it's his nickname. My guy Alex says it's his nickname, so I'm going to go with it. Do they still make that beer? I don't know. That was actually the that was the first beer I got drunk off of ever in my life. See, that was that and Ice House were like the the starter cat the starter kit for uh, many many Midwestern boys. Yep. Yeah, I drank Red Dog. We were actually we snuck onto a golf course and drank a case of it. There was three of us. I threw up so much. Oh my god. We got so. a yes from My Sock Summer. Yes. Uh, yeah, you can still buy it, dude. It's still the same uh, packaging. Red dog. Red dog. I think that's what our freshman year beer party was. This red dog one. We used to have in our fraternity, to have like Not a once beer party, and you'd have like everyone would like nominate a beer, and like whoever got the winning vote, uh, you'd have to like a case of beer, and you got to finish the finish the case in a day. And I think Red Dog was it our freshman. 
I remember yeah, correctly. Dude, my grandpa drank butt ice, and when he passed, oh. I went out and got a case of it and tried to drink it in his honor. I think I was puking blood. Like that, shit just, that shit just destroyed me. It's fucking penguin. Oh, that penguin. Where are the penguins? Oh, Alex, you talking yeah, red where dog? Are the penguins? Oh. Red yeah. dog got spotted in his club? He's the one that had the, the fucking sick-ass custom Jordan racing shoes. And he's like, they've made me 13 different pairs, but this is my first pair, and it was the most comfortable one, so I just re I wear these now. It's like, damn. It's kind of nice. Oh, Red Dog. That is a flashback. I think my stomach just cramped. <laughs> That's what I feel when uh, people ever have stag? UV vodka. Oh, UV oh. UV blue? Oh god. Oh, UV blue oh. was uh... <laughs> Mad Dog. That'll get you too. That there's people have the bad memories of that. Rumplemans, Goldschlager. There's always a Just fucking Rumplemans. Once you puke off of something, it's like you're kind of done with it. So the bar that I frequented a lot in my twenties it's called Dingers on the South Side. And it got to the point where like you didn't even like order a drink you would just go up and be like give me four blue bombs and she would just grab the uv blue and mix it with red bull or whatever it wasn't even red bull it's oh god fake energy drink out of the gun and you just oh man that would be that was brutal oh i mean pretty much just uh like a vegas bomb yeah kind of uh the other one that vegas bomb was what isn't that just a jaeger bomb no, no, I think it's just Red Bull and Vodka. I think, right? Vegas, a Vegas bomb is that's what they call it. No, Vegas bomb is red yeah. and it's it's more than it's just red, not party God. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we were, I I'm know. in Vegas, so they don't call it a Vegas bomb. They probably call it just yeah. a bomb. Here, right? It's like French mm -hmm. onion soup, it's just onion soup, just like in Ireland, it's just called car bombs. Um, crown cranberry peach snaps and stevia sweetened energy yeah. drink. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of sugar in them bad bitches. It's basically yeah. like a like basically a, a Red Bull and Crown with and It's like uh, and they're they're bigger, so it's not just like a little tiny shot, and then you just have, but you have to take it as a shot. Yeah, it's good. It is good, but like yeah. You guys ever done it's a shot? Good. I don't. Brain tumor. <laughs> you ever done a brain tumor? It's like this interesting. Like if you if they make it right, it's like a it's obviously like a liqueur in, in the middle with a little grenadine, and it, the way it drops in it like looks like a brain tumor, but it's. I forgot what it, I, I, it's cloudy. It's uh, it's like a. I'd rather have a beer. Yeah. I mean, of course. But I was just like <laughs> looking shot I've ever seen because it looked like a little brain with like a stem in it, in the shot, which is. I think it was you the. Get, um, you guys ever do uh, when you guys were uh, trying to get some loose change from the couch, and go out and buy some Burnett's vodka? Yep. Oh. We actually that, so that's plastic. <laughs> if it's a plastic jug. Your head so, is dead. <laughs> funny you mentioned that. So <laughs> I think it was my junior year of college, I want to say. My roommate, his name was Smokey from New Jersey. Me and him I both saw him made in a movie it, so we uh no, he's a very skinny white dude. Uh we <laughs> both had made it so our schedule, so we didn't have any classes on Friday. And so Friday, me and him would wake up whatever time and the way our apartment was set up, it was like four bedrooms and then there was a bathroom and then there was a common area with a kitchen. 
And so we'd meet in the common area and then we would just go through our couch and find as much because we'd always have after hours in our place anyways, because we both bartended and we just find all the change in there. And if we didn't have enough change, there was uh, four girls that lived in the apartment next to us. We knock on their door and let they'd open and we go through their couch and we'd find enough enough change and we'd go to the bar we work at and pay an all change and get a handle of Barton's <laughs> and two two liters of seven up. Oh, and then we would sit there, we'd go back to our apartment, and it's probably like 10, 11 in the morning, and we would just start ripping Bartons and Sevens all day. <laughs> we'd watch like Jenny, or not Jenny Jones, like all the daytime TV shows, like Jerry Springer, all that shit. We'd play video games. And then by the time it was like 7, 8 o'clock and people were like ready to go, me and him were just blacked, just completely <laughs> blacked out, just blasting music. And yeah, Barton Fridays were some of the best days ever. But yeah, good time. What, what is a Mexican? What is a Mexican station wagon? Tequila, tequila rose, tequila and Negro Modelo. I almost killed people. It was bad, bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing about that sounds good, dude. So it was like the tequila rose supposed to be like the the Bailey's, and then tequila was supposed to be like. The Guinness or the Jameson, and then the Modelo is the Guinness. The Guinness, I guess. Oh, that! Oh my mm. God, dude! That hurts. Actually, that makes like my elbow. I like that. I, I definitely appreciate your cousin Johnny chiming in. It was terrible. Is <laughs> <laughs> that that? Moment? It's too bad. Actually, I, I don't know. It didn't sound too bad. No, that sounds. I mean, I guess I can see why you got to that point because if I had a couple drinks of me and you were like, so. Hear me out. We're gonna do a car bomb, but Mexican we're gonna do a Mexican. <laughs> and and we were called a Mexican station wagon, which is by the way, a plus. Yeah, where did that name come from? A, a, a plus on naming that, but that would definitely be one of those things where I was like, it's a good idea at the time. So a couple years ago, the wife got a a Jimmy Buffett like slushy maker like a drink maker where you could put anything in there and ice and it would crush it up and make it like a slurpee so i was pretty drunk and i was like i want a red bull and vodka slurpee it does not work well it, it does it's not great it's not great it's not great. You, what is, what's, what's in an ams and it made the thing real sticky and smelly and what what's in an amf I don't even know what that is. Oh, adios, motherfucker. That's a that's that's. Oh, a, that's like that blue shit, right? Yeah, yeah. I, listen, I, I found it. I got it. All right. Oh god, this is bad. This looks terrible. Vodka, a half of an ounce of vodka, half an ounce of rum, half an ounce of tequila, half an ounce of gin, half an ounce of blue curacao, two ounces of sweet and sour mix, little sprite, garnished with a little bit of lemon wedge and some preserved cherries, and you've got the blue. I'm yeah, what was the ingredient that you bailed? Gin. Yeah, I think so. I think that when I've had it, when I get the taste of that gin, it's like, nope. So can't do, can't do it, won't I, do it. <laughs> I actually kept a bottle of gin in my freezer all throughout college alive, because girl. when you were you know when you were so drunk that you're like, I just didn't want to puke and go to bed. And I'll feel better and I won't whatever. I had the bottle of gin in my freezer at all times. So when I got to that point, I would just grab it and rip a, just straight from the, the head. And then it would make me puke every time. So 
Jim. And you could yeah. just. Nah, can't do it. Uh, Zo, uh, Mitch and Zoe, you guys should do. You guys should do a uh, Mexican station wagon after each White Sox win this season. Although, there's not going to be a lot. Is like true. ten of them. Although, um, opening day spring training, we can do one. A Mexican station wagon. I mean, well, okay, no, maybe right there in the left field berm. So. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. If they have the, if they have the uh, Modelo Negra, at, uh, I don't know why you're saying this. Like it's like a a weird thing. I thought everybody yeah. delicious. With, have you ever had it with uh, horseradish vodka? I didn't even know horseradish vodka was a thing. But yeah. I've I've had picklebacks oh. with a lot of things. Whiskey, like, um, and then what was the other one? Drew S. So Southern yeah. Comfort and. So Captain Morgan are on the list of I drank it so much. If I see it now, it instantly makes me gag. Fair. Interesting. Yeah, SoCo and Lime. SoCo and Lime was a mini uh, drink for a lot of, but so, it's not as strong. It's a little more easy. If you get really drunk off SoCo, well, you drink a lot because that shit's like fireball. Like. <laughs> Super chat from our boy Yump. Buy yourself a four pack of Steel Reserve from the Jewels. <laughs> oh, Steel Reserve. Jesus. But. So, you know, a lot of drinks you drink in college comes out of just what you have. You know what I mean? Fireball. It's just like, I'm, I'm broke as Captain shit. Morgan. What do we have? So, one night I had Southern Comfort and all that I could find, like, two apartments down. They had, like, a can of Dr. Pepper that they were willing to give me. And then that became my drink for, like, a year. That sounds like okay. hangover. <laughs> How sweet that is. Oh, God. Yeah. That sounds gross. I was young. Now, Natty 2020, or Natty 2024, Zoe is not drinking that. But 20, whatever, you don't need to know how long ago that was. Zoe was pounding those for <laughs> I, a long time. I can, like, unless it's vodka, I can't really mix hard alcohol anymore. I almost just, I always just drink it on the rock if I have, because, like, I don't Another, I have problems with, like too much sugar. A, a really big drink, a drink that I would, well, I mean, it's way after the fact now, but when I was bartending, I would always pour uh, Jack and ginger ale in a cup because the ginger That's ale would match the mix, smell. I, I used to do that, and too. it was a, it was a really good mix. And I actually still drink those every once in a while. Um, it's funny; I don't like I, ginger that. Was myself. that was my go-to drink when I was bartending because I could just sip that the whole time and make it so I didn't hate everyone. Mitch, you said you don't like to uh, to mix. I going camping is like kind of got me hooked on the whiskey and wine thing drinking a shot of whiskey drinking just like a like a deep port oh, red wine so, so camping you'd bring like the fucking box of wine and you'd have a bottle of jam and, and you just you, know, you alternate around the campfire you're sipping the wine and then you'll do it every couple you know half hour 30 45 minutes an hour you'll do a shot of that and stay warm and i think that just hooked me on it and i can now i can drink like a you can those i can mix but you're right like the rest of the mixing is like yeah it's you don't feel Especially good. Dark, a dark out like bourbon and whatnot. I just drink it straight up. And actually, my aunt like instilled that at a at a younger age. Whenever I go to her house, if like she had like a good thing of bourbon, she would like slap the drink out of your hand if you tried to mix with something. She's like I ain't giving you any if you're gonna uh, mix. It. Well, Mitch, you were ten Jackson? years old. Mm. Mm. She was slapping the drink out of your hand. Yeah. Oh, sure. No, no, no. This was. <laughs> Mitch, if you ever come to my house, I'm still gonna card you. <laughs> Fair enough. I, see, I don't know. I, I'd like to come to your house, but little Zoe's <laughs> going to kick my ass. You're going to card me. There's you not might, a whole lot of traveling to well, your Well, actually, he's the bouncer, so he'll just probably rough you up a little bit, and then we'll get you in. This is going to be Mitch showing up to your uh, house, though. 
if nice he does wrap you up, <laughs> he's an aspiring young doctor. That's he can take care of you. Yeah, he's he's fix you. I drink a lot of vodka waters now, Alex, because not a big deal, especially I'm back in the gym. Oh, by the way, I joined a gang already. Gym gang? Vodka so, yep. forever. It's actually, uh, there's this dude named Pablo who is a very strong older man that wears Escobar, like dead though. 1985 ace knee, ba- knee like knee braces, like the old ace knee braces. He's got one on each one. leg. But with the Velcro at the bottom. Like, you gotta, and like, so I don't want to like give away too much, but I think everybody knows. But Missy works at the gym that I go to. And she said that they're a gang and they're called the Wolf Pack. And me and Pablo became boys today. Because he was helping me out with some stuff, and apparently I'm in the wolf pack now. Did they jump you in though? You're not in until they've you've been jumped in, or or at least you know played a little ask. To be honest, to to be honest with you, Pablo whooped the living shit out of me. Like I'm not even like questioning it. I'm not going to even like pretend tough. The dude, I see the weight the guy puts up, and just you can tell he's been through some shit. Pablo beat the fuck out of me, and the dude that he's like training. Is this younger guy who looks like he played offensive tackle for the fucking Bears? Yeah. So, yeah. Just don't he's go a to a shooting range. He's a big fucking boy. Don't bring around uh, Owen Cruz. But yeah, ever since I decided to uh, stop being fat ass, though, I moved back to Vodka Waters. And yeah. Hey, Mitch. What's up, bud? No way. Hold on. Mitch is trying to hide us. Yes. It's, it's, well, the for those of like you listening, Mitch is now talking to someone. Hostage. When, when will you let me out of this room? Unlock the cage. I'm not asking Help. you to take care. I'm not asking Help. you to take care of it, Mitch. I'm just asking you for like 20 bucks a month, dude. Help with my... <laughs> These chains. I gotta go, fellas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Mitch. I won't. Don't I won't close the, the show out this time. Don't you do it. Oh, whew, we made it. Uh, Everybody's that totally Mitch. That was totally Mitch's boss. <laughs> Kick rocks, Mitch. I can't believe that was still a video. <laughs> that was the best part is that I came across it on, on the on my algorithm like a day or two after you mentioned it, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, there's it. There it is. I'm like. We're uh, this is Mitch. Yeah. Well, at least Mitch didn't kill the show like he did last time. Uh, he maybe he that was, that was a that was a pretty good time though. I mean, that we, was great. And yeah, also, no content last week. <laughs> no, and it was great. And also that uh, I like that everyone got your Sopranos joke when you played the "Don't Stop Believing" or whatever. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he clipped it off. <laughs> that's yeah. all I could think. That's like immediately what I thought of too. Like when it happened, because it was just like I'm sure that everyone's just watching. And I'm, next thing you know, it has either the next. It was going to the next podcast. Like probably cuts straight to the Pinwheels and Ivy like theme song again with like last the weekend or the previous week's episode or whatever. Because that's kind of what happened when I turned mine. As soon as it, I watched the ending, it just went literally the next episode. So we got extra views maybe by accident. Good job, Mitch. Mitch Tricked strategy. Good job. Yeah. Got everybody. All twelve of them. That's really funny. I wonder if they could actually hear us. Zoe, MOB, the show cover athlete, Vlad Jr., 
thoughts? Meh. I mean, I get the angle they're trying to play is like home run derby. Whatever. He's not had some his he's not been good lately. He is not, no. But what people don't realize, everyone's like, why isn't it Ronald Acuna? Ronald Acuna has his own like mobile baseball game that he's on the cover of. Yeah. So we couldn't do both. I would have liked to seen I don't know, someone because last year they had jazz, which it was cool. Jazz is cool and everything, but again, statistically not an elite player. I get it. And Vlad Jr. not an elite player statistically either. Like there's just so many other guys they could have chose from, but kind of like jazz, Vlad is young, he's fun, you know, he flashes a lot of highlight plays. The other thing is he's the first him and his dad now are the first ever father son to both be on the cover of a game because his dad was on like MLB 99. Oh, um, come on. It was like 05. No, it wasn't. It was seriously like MLB 99. No, it wasn't. I think it was 05 with the Angels. To Google. Let's see. Loser has to do a Mexican station way. No, out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, no, I want Vlad Sr. They keep showing me Vlad Jr.'s cover. I get it. They keep putting me to just Yeah, dude. Why can't they fight? I can't find it either. No. Vlad Senior. I'm I'm pretty sure it's MLB 99. Let's just try that. MLB 99 cover. Nope, I lied because that's Cal Ripken Jr. on that cover. <laughs> uh, oh, he was on MLB 2000. 2000. Okay, so we were both wrong, but you were closing. Wait, <laughs> no, that ain't him. That's Mo Vaughn. Oh wow. I Come just on. saw angels. Uh, Yo, why can't I find this? It was all over the place a couple days ago. <laughs> yep. Hold on. This is good podcasting. This is kind of is getting annoying. <laughs> Every MLB the show cover. There we go. Let's go with that. Since 1997. All right. 98 was. Bernie Williams, 99 was Cal Ripken Jr., 2000 was Mo Vaughn, 01 was Chipper Jones, 02 was Andrew Jones, 03 was Barry Bonds, 04 was Sean Green. Fuck out of here. Uh, 05 was Eric Chavez. Shout out, one of my Dang. favorite players. You were right. It was 06, although. 06. Okay, I was here off. But yeah, I remember 06. it was uh... 06. So that's a big angle they're playing. I mean, I don't really give a shit who's on the cover. To be honest with you, I just hope they get new legends in the game. It's the same fucking people every year, dude. Like, yeah, this I mean, year they brought you. It was like McGuire and Sosa, right? Last year, right? And they made McGuire shit. You could not <laughs> hit with McGuire. He was terrible, dude. And then Jeter was the big one last year. Yes, Jeter. and of course they they pump the stats, whatever. Sosa, you can hit nukes with Sosa, and then they brought like Joe Mauer back was a big one. They made him kind of like a glitch. Hmm. So good. But just get some new guys. Every year it's the same guys. It's all those cover like Sean Green, Vladdy Sr., 
and then it's like Hell Newhauser and like all these what? other. The worst in that game are the old time pitchers. When you uh, have to do like when you have to like complete a task with one of those yeah. old time pitchers, it just sucks because their windups are so annoying. Have they ever had like a Frank Thomas? Uh... Yeah, Frank's in every year. Oh, okay. Frank's in it every year. You hit new. Oh, Ray Durham was in it randomly, and he was uh, good, dude. Uh, maybe, no, Frank's uh... in it every year. I, you know, have you been playing all like the? I mean, you got a little bit of time before MLB the show comes out. Have you been playing your bases loaded, your RBI baseballs, and your and and the like on that new uh, emulator you got? No, I've been playing. Oh, on that thing, yeah, I'll go back and play the baseball games in there, but then I get frustrated because. I don't know. I've been playing a lot of the basketball games on that thing. Oh like yeah, coach, like like college basketball. I scored like eighty yeah. with Jordan. Just kept just him and Kirk. Coach, coach K college basketball because there's just legendary teams on that. Blades uh, of Steel. Like I beat the shit out of everybody. That was. Oh, I didn't even realize Blades of Steel was on there. I was playing. Yeah, NHL it, like I think the game Joust is called Hitler's Hitler Rises Again or something like that. They got what? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Some no, it's weird. Although it's fuck? weird. Oh no! Like, one of yeah. the, like hockey, it's like pucky nutty. Like, yeah, it's like weird I, shit. I recently bought a uh, Nintendo Switch, and I got the expansion pack, so I got the old uh, Nintendo sixty four games and all that stuff. I've been dominating Mario Golf. Uh, nice. I've been doing everything. I unlocked most of the characters. That game was fun. I can only imagine. Did, uh, I, I never played any of the Mario games when I was young, but uh, a lot of fun. Did you look, Fids? Because I haven't looked yet. I think I might actually look after the show. But do they have the NFL Blitz games on there? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'd have to look because it was on Super Nintendo. That's true. So I would imagine that they might have it. You're frozen, Fids. Yeah. You're What's frozen. The um, <laughs> he's live. He's not. He, that's just him. What was I going to say? That thing was worth every penny, by the way. Like one hundred percent, go buy that thing if you like old video games. Ten thousand games on that thing. Ooh. Yeah, I mean I've had it for a couple of weeks now, and I'm not even. Basically, you just sit there and you go in, and they have a search feature, which is awesome. Type in whatever game you're looking for, and boom. But the nice thing about that versus. Remember a couple years ago when those little Nintendos were like all the rage? Like everybody wanted those ones, the little square ones. Switch? Is that what they are? No. No, no, like the vintage Nintendo, but it looked like the old console. Yeah. And it had like a little TV screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You hooked it up to your TV. It came with like a Nintendo controller. Uh, The thing that sucked with that is you couldn't save. Like as soon as you were done, you'd have to start back at the beginning. With this thing that me and Fids are talking about, you could actually save Mm -hmm. your progress. And That's why I was with Popinski, like a son of a bitch. Like, God dang it. Well, you gotta I figure that shit that. out, dude. I can't I can't get a star. I, I don't know my timing so off. You gotta get the star and then the star you pow, pow, but the other thing that I like on this thing is you can play old old arcade games. Mm-hmm. Like not and so like I beat remember I beat the Punisher because you could you hit the select button and it gives you credits, like you're putting quarters in. Yeah. <laughs> you just have unlimited credits. So I, I would just, I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, I would just fucking Leroy Jenkins every fucking uh, every level because I'm like, okay, I can't die. So I'm just going <laughs> to just keep just going nuts. So, yeah. 
I was disappointed though. It had Dragon's Lair on the list, but it had the Nintendo Dragon's Lair, not the arcade Laserdisc Dragon's Lair. And so mm-hmm. the one on Nintendo really sucked balls. I was like the most disappointing thing ever. But the arcade with the Laserdisc was like that was if I had to buy one arcade game to put in my house, that would be it. That was the that was the two quarters. 50 cent game at Chuck E. Cheese that you'd put your tokens on the top because there was always a line. No, no, but you definitely get the nostalgia. That thing's worth the, the money. I should have got like a, a reseller link because I've already had a couple people message me like, I bought this because of you. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like, literally, I didn't go out on Friday night. I stayed in, didn't drink anything. So I literally bought that thing for what, 40 bucks? And it mm-hmm. paid itself off on one Friday night of not going out and spending 40 bucks on beer. Yep. But Don't. it's definitely you can get like if you sit down and start playing that, four hours is going to go by and you're going to be like, that was the <laughs> fastest five minutes ever. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck just happened? So, do you find yourself uh, fighting off that childish urge that you used to have when you were a kid when you get pissed off at the game and throw your fucking controller? Because I'm like, oh, I'm feeling that feeling again where I'm I'm ready. Akari Warriors. Well, is that there's well, there's been a couple times where I'm. I'm hitting the buttons and I like start standing up because you feel like you're going to get leverage. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. You got to lean with it. Yeah. You got to lean. Yeah. Pull it in. Oh God. So I've had a couple of people now message me that they want the Vanderpump review. I think we're deep enough into the weeds where there's 10 people listening. Let's so cue up the music. We got music too. Uh, uh, hey. It's a little sultry. This this actually might play. This is like DJ James kind of. My dreams, I'm dying. That's that's too like. Or no, I go with that. That works. This is NASCAR minute. Yeah, go with this. All right. So, Vanderpump started off again, and the first thing that you can tell right away that the opening credits when they show like all the cast members, it's usually like a good maybe ten cast members. There's like five now. It's just cut down like bare bones or whatever. <laughs> uh, we all know what's up with Scandal. Well, Sandoval is still on the show, but he, when they were filming this, he was off in like Scotland or some shit filming like that Navy SEALs show. Like it's like a reality TV show oh, or whatever. Hey, hey, hey. Survivor and team, not Survivor. So but. Basically, they just kind of catch up where everybody's at. James Kennedy and his, his lady, they're back together. She told him no more drinky. And so he agreed. And then they bought a house and like, this is our dream house. And then all of a sudden, you see everything shake and they're like, oh yeah, but it's right by the airport. Like the planes are flying like right over their house. I thought that was funny. Um, then the biggest thing that came out of the whole spiel in the first episode is Lala was the biggest one calling Raquel like a whore and like all this stuff. But all of a sudden she has a big change of heart because she's like, you know what? I was in that spot and it sucks when people do that. So she leaves her a voicemail being like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, if you want to talk, I know what's up. Because Raquel didn't sign on to come back to the show. She's in, like, rehab facilities, like, mental health facilities. This shit fucked her up. 
And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, everything else was just kind of filler shit. Uh, the other half of Scandaval has a new boyfriend, some Asian dude that's a personal trainer that lives in New York. So California New York relationship. That's definitely going to end well. Um, yeah, that's your your review of the uh, first episode of Vanderpump Rules. That was specifically for Yeah Dog. I was <laughs> kick rocks, Mitch. I actually talked to my fiance about it. I I know now because she's obviously watched that. She loves the show. Hey y'all, remember, man, jail's temporary. Memories are forever. Go ahead and punch that motherfucker in the mouth. Whoop whoop. I love that. That's my favorite clip on the internet right now. It's the best. <laughs> whoop whoop. Jail's temporary memories forever. So go ahead and punch that motherfucker in the mouth. Whoop whoop. I see, I you like, by the way, you want to hear something? This is okay. I, I have to share this because it cracks me the fuck up. So I don't know if you guys are on TikTok or if you follow Tanner McDougal, White Talks Prospect or whatever, friend of the show. But he didn't have anybody to throw to earlier this week. And uh, I think I've told you guys, obviously, that his whole family is like a bunch of badasses. Like his dad is a, like one of my favorite people in the world. Big, tough son of a gun. Mm-hmm. But I think I've told you this too. His mom is also that. Like she's got like I no one no one believes me when I say she she cusses like a sailor on our baseball trips, like legit, she's throwing them back. Like she's, she's, she's badass. And so we're, they posted this. So I just want to give you a, a glimpse of what, when I say that she curses like a sailor, this is her talking to Tanner. She literally got down as in a cross position with the catcher's mitt and was catching Tanner. Uh, if you can hear, can you hear this? Sounds like a wind tunnel. You hit the batter. Okay. Here it comes. It just... Oh. Fuck. That's a fucking ball. <laughs> well, that just exploded the fucking palm of my hand. So, wait. This dude's throwing, like, 100-mile-an-hour fastballs at his mom? <laughs> Not 100, but... I mean... The fact that she's catching it, though. Too funny. The whole thing is just her. There we go. Yeah, I mean, and she's throwing it back. She's throwing it back, too. But it's like the whole, it's a whole video. Tanner obviously throwing a pen, but like she's just dropping F-bomb after F-bomb. Every time she catches it. Can we give mom credit for catching a future major leagues pitches? That I mean, think about that for a second. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's a ball coach too like it's really crazy like that family is just baseball it's beautiful i love the first line up oh, you hit the batter like yeah, just being honest in the fucking strike zone yeah <laughs> she even uh, kind of snapped it back right like she kind of gave it a little snap back too she, some guys catch it and just take it with him she was like snap um all right let's wrap this up i'll leave you guys with a little bit of uh fun fact <laughs> Fun fact, did you know that 49ers GM John Lynch threw the first pitch in Florida Marlins history? Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a fun fact for you. So we'll leave you on that. Hmm. But uh All right. Yeah. Uh appreciate the people that have you want to uh, take splits, five percent off, pinwheels. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Take splits, five percent off. And Six. also we're not gonna do it now because it's after ten o'clock central time, but tomorrow. 
let's we'll rip the tweet for the giveaway for the White Sox uh, home opener. But again, you got to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You have to follow us on Twitter, and you have to retweet the tweet that is about said contest. We will pin the tweet. The tweet. And uh, yeah. That'll go out whenever I remember tomorrow. So <laughs> after Zoe does a Mexican station wagon, he'll take yep. all the energy. Yep. <laughs> and I got to, uh, I got to go hang out with the wolf pack for a little bit. And then probably after that, there you go. You have your shirt off. You're totally get the wolf pack to uh, join the contest. Oh Ooh. yeah. Get the wolf pack to follow the show. I will. I don't know if he's uh, big on Twitter, but I will. Uh, Time to spread, it, spread it through. You got to spread it through the, the wolf pack. Yeah, I will. I, will. I, gotta, I don't want to like first day be like, all right, I'm in. Follow my show. I got to like ease into it. Gotta be, fair, fair. Gotta be cool there, there's still plenty cool about it. Got to be cool about it. All right, everybody. As always, I want to leave you with this. Hey, y'all remember, man, jail's temporary. Memories are forever. Just go ahead and punch that motherfucker in the mouth. Whoop, whoop. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the boy, yeah Every season, they get all changed Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the boy, yeah Every season, they get all changed Take me out to the bar game This is what you waiting for, yeah can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change. Take me out to the ball game.